two. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Wrestling with the Future. I'm your host, Psychic Mina Angelo. Joined tonight by not one but three very special guests. Joined into your upper. What are you looking around, David? In your upper right hand corner is Daredevil Dave Dahl, a mainstay in the Delaware Valley. He's all over. He's like horseshit. This guy. He's all over the place. Hi, David. How are you? Do I need to call the T Rex again? Like, you want to go another round? I'm going to smack him. And uh, <laughs> to Dave's right is Sorceress Morgan. You know her as Jennifer Lynn Lopez. I know her for a very long time. Hi, Jen. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm terrific. We got a newbie with us. Awesome. We're going to break her in good. We're oh, going to break good. her in real good. <laughs> I wanted everybody to meet. Miss Amanda Renee Covington, better known as Amanda. Hi, how you doing? I'm good. You I'm are from Kentucky. They mm-hmm. tell me you're from Kentucky. Yes. Whereabouts in Kentucky, Amanda? Uh, Elizabethtown, Kentucky. It's about 45 minutes from Louisville. Louisville, Kentucky. I know it well. I got friends there. So yeah, uh, you, uh, you're you on this show. You're basically the star of the show tonight because it's all about you. It's a scary uh, the larger picture <laughs> is the, the larger picture is breaking in. Mm-hmm. Tonight's episode is called Breaking In. How to break into pro wrestling. What to do and what not to do. Uh, and I have two of the best in the, uh, in the Jennifer, I'm going to smack you. <laughs> I might like it. I'm already losing this show. <laughs> we're, we're three minutes in and I'm already losing control of the show. Before <laughs> we begin anything, I was, uh, I was asked by Dave Dahl, my friend Dave, to have a few minutes to, uh, to address what he has called a call to arms for the wrestling community. So, Dave, before we get into the conversation with Jen and Amanda, the floor is yours, brother. Go for it. Okay, so, as I, Angela, likes to say, the call to arms for the wrestling community. So, obviously, a lot of people are going through a lot right now with this coronavirus, and a lot of us in the wrestling community rely on our bookings and merch sales and anything else we do that makes us money in this business to either help our families or it's our full-time job. Uh, I'm just a regular person. I have a day job, all of that, whatever. Um, but the money I make wrestling does offset and does help, you know, with bills or diapers or whatever I may need. And with this virus canceling everything for everybody, you know, a lot of us are going to be hurting. A lot of us are going to need that extra help. So I'm not saying give us handouts. I know you guys are all going to be hurting too because your jobs are shutting down. You may not be getting paid. Spend the unemployment. And figuring everything out but uh what i'm saying is if you have a favorite wrestler on the indie scene um obviously go to your pro wrestling team if they have one contact them directly see if they can sell you an eight by ten see if they can sell you a shirt um, help them as much as we try to help you by entertaining you giving you guys to forget what's going on in your life um i know for me being in this business i like to use it as a tool to forget things i have going on uh, I unfortunately lost my poppy on Monday, and uh, that doesn't sit well with me. It's hard. Angela actually asked me to be on the show two days ago to help 
and I told him I couldn't do it. And, uh, you know, stuff like this helps. And with wrestling for me, like, if I get in the ring, I can just forget about everything. You know, for those brief few hours that I'm at a wrestling show, I can forget about whatever I have going on, whatever bull crap or anything. And the same thing with you guys. You guys pay your hard-earned money, and you may have a death in the family or lost your job or, you know, anything. But you come to those shows, and you get immersed, and you boo, and you cheer, and you forget about it. It's fun. Even if it's just for a few hours, at least that's what you're doing. So I'm just asking everybody that's fan of the wrestling, independently or WWE, whatever, look at your local independent. Look at your local independent guys that are putting on the shows and girls. Um, they're putting on their shows, putting their bodies on online and watching you. And think of them. Like, I'm a regular dude. I have a family. I have a girlfriend. I have a mother-in-law. Uh, a mom who's here somewhere. Uh, a baby. A stepson. A dog. You know, they are all affected by this too because I don't have the extra money. Like, again, I'm not asking you to just give us handouts. You know? like, obviously, we give you something in return. That's what we do. So if you can help, help. If you can't, you can't. No big deal. Well, at least check us out. Support our pro wrestling teams. I'm not going to say don't Absolutely. go and look at the guys or legends who have pro wrestling teams as well. If you want to, go ahead. Um, those guys are a little bit more well off. You know, they've been to the show. Not, we're working our way there. So I'm asking you just, you know, give us a chance, give us a hand. Obviously, once we're back up and running, we're all going to be doing shows left and right. I'm actually in the middle of trying to put together a show for a friend of mine that passed away two weeks ago to help his son, you know, who's now an his father. And with this whole thing, it's just putting delay and all that. So, again, help us so we can then come back and help you even stronger. Because if all of us have to get one or two day jobs because of this accident, we're not going to be able to yeah. come out and continue because we're going to be working too much. Absolutely. So. Very well put, Dave. Very well put. You know, it's, it's hitting the uh, independent wrestling community particularly hard, uh, especially those guys who, uh, who fortunately or unfortunately make their full-time living from working the indie circuit. And there are uh, uh, quite a number of them that make their, you know, their bread and butter working the indie circuit and without the matches there there's no income so uh i encourage people yeah buy merch go on the pro wrestling tees help these guys out get you know, like dave said get an eight by ten get a t-shirt uh, get a dvd you know whatever you can do to support the uh, indie wrestler now's the time to do it they need it more than ever and I appreciate everybody that's helped us out with uh, with our merch, by the way. See, Wrestling with the Future t-shirts. Um, you know, and, and many of you know that uh, I lost my co-host recently who passed away, Jeff the Ref. A portion of the sale of our shirts are going to, to help Jeff's mom. So uh, I encourage everybody to buy a Wrestling with the Future t-shirt. Buy a Princess Morgan shirt. Jan, hold that shirt up. It's a beautiful shirt. And I hope everybody's watching the video version tonight. And Dave. Ravens. <laughs> and yeah, show no, everybody that, that that sharp Daredevil Dave Doll shirt. There you go. If Dave likes you, you get it for 20 bucks. If he doesn't like you, you get it for five. <laughs> <laughs>
That means you're going to sell a lot of five-dollar shirts, brother. <laughs> so, Amanda, I have a question for you. What made you decide to get into the wrestling business? Um, you know, I've been a fan for since I was about probably six or seven. In you know, I grew up watching it, and then me and this boy, uh, he was a neighbor kid. Me and him would go out on the trampoline. And just, you know, pretend to wrestle. You know, act like we knew what we were doing, you know, backyard wrestling crap. And, you know, we were like, I think I want to do this one day. And, you know, our parents are like, no, you don't. No, you don't. You're just saying that now. But he didn't. You know, he grew up, and I don't know where he's at now. But uh, when I was about 16, uh, we were going to shows in Indiana and Tennessee and West Virginia and all that stuff and uh, like I was you know telling Angelo you know I said uh, I don't know if y'all have heard of her or not uh, Jessie Bell or Jessie Bell Smothers I mean yeah. wow she goes by Jessie Jones um, I saw her and Tracy at a show in Indiana and of course she was heel her and Tracy talking trash and I was like oh my goodness like she is the shiznit Keeping it clean on here. Um, when did we go back to the 90s? <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, that was my favorite era. 26 and she's already learning Carney. Yeah. And I was like, oh my goodness. And uh, so, you know, we went back and kept watching her and Tracy and other people, you know, but I mainly got attached to her um, energy, I guess. And uh, finally, at one of the shows, she was like, you know, you want to do this? And I was like, I mean, yeah, but no one picked me seriously, I don't think. And she was like, ride with me a few times and, you know, talk with you and see what you're like. And, you know, I'll bring you out one day, you know, and see how you like it. And I was like, she's just joking with me. She ain't really going to do it. And sure enough, we went to the show in Tennessee. She's like, all right, you're going to valley me. Here's what we're going to do. And I was like, uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> She's like, oh, no, kid, you're going to come out with me. And uh, sure enough, I did. And that was my first time valeting anybody. And you heard and the I first pop of the since. crowd. Huh? You heard that first pop of the crowd. Oh. And was, you were hooked. Yes. They're like, boo, you little whore. Once you hear, I, I don't <laughs> care what anybody says. I don't care how jaded you are. When you hear strangers popping for you, good or bad, mm -hmm. you it's it's an adrenaline rush. You love it. You and you want more. It. Yeah. So, it, it was something. So, I can tell you that you're fortunate tonight because you got... Two of the best in the business at uh, at working heat, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and especially Dave. Dave is is a, he's a heat seeking magnet. This guy, um, yeah, he is. So I want you uh, to to tell me, uh, okay, you, you told everybody a little bit that you uh, you watched growing up. So tell me, what was the first product you remember seeing? What what wrestling did you uh, grow up watching? In your area? Um, mainly, you know, I watched the WWF era. I was a huge 
like it or not, I was a huge McMahon Helmsley era girl. That's who I was a big fan of back then. And I still am. Don't judge. Uh, that's a little judge. Little judge. You know. A little judge. Uh, I can't help it. I was like, oh my gosh, you know. Um, like I said, 90s. Uh, I loved, of course, DX. Um, a huge Billy Gunn fan. Um, right. Just people like that. So why did you gravitate toward the heel? I guess... Um, I don't know. I don't really like because you don't look face. like a heel. Dave like Dahl looks like a heel. Because Sorceress Morgan looks like a heel. Yeah. Oh well, thanks. It's more fun being a heel than it <laughs> That's is a, a face. Compliment, you, shit. Yeah. you look like a little pixie. <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> Damn, man. <I'm> just... <laughs> Where's the because I want to put you on the spot later. <laughs> Woo. I don't know. It's it's you you're know, gonna not... cut a promo later. Oh god. Yes. Oh god. <laughs> oh yeah, you're gonna cut a promo later. <laughs> it's like yeah. it, It's just not as fun watching the heel. I don't know. I mean I support Wait, him. You, you go said it's you know. not as much fun being a heel. It's not as much fun watching them. I never enjoyed oh. watching no, not the heel of the face. Is what I mean. I was going to say, girl, you better get that right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hold up. Exactly. Yeah. Go ahead, Dave. And what they do, the heel is not going to come across the way they should. Yeah. It takes, or if it's a tag team match, it takes four, or six, or eight. That's the fact that But you have to have a good baby face to a good Well, heel. yeah. Right. So and you, I'm a, sorry, my dear, have a baby face. Well, yeah. So if you, but sometimes that can be a good heel thing to have. Like, if I shave my beard off, I look like a baby as well, and I can still play heel. Well, I, Dave, I got two words for you. Shane Douglas. Exactly. <laughs> yep. But where I'm going with this is, if you, if you happen to have seen any footage from the last dog event that was played, um, I had my match with Ty Tom. And I had all the heat in the world because everybody hates uh, It's an easy thing to do. This should be a show everybody hates Dave. Um, <laughs> but then I go out with my tag team partner later and I get in the ring with a chair. I get caught by referee Michael Keener, who is the greatest referee in the Indies right now. He has that ECW experience. Shout out to Mike. Um, I go to hit with a chair. I get caught. I set it up, say, hey, I'm just trying to get a closer seat. I go to fold it up to, like, argue with the ref, and a fan grabs it out of my hand. Complete heat. Everybody's booing me. A fan grabs it out of my hand. I'm in the ring. I'm looking at it. I'm like, okay, whatever. I get ejected. Everybody's cheering. I get ejected. The two guys, now, both of them are good at the wrestling part. None of them connected with the crowd. So all that heat and all that excitement the fans have died because they didn't continue it and connect the crowd. Babyface, was it being a babyface and the heel couldn't get over as a heel because the babyface wasn't being a babyface and there was no crowd reaction. So you went from real loud to real fire real quick. So yeah. it takes both of us to be able to get those reactions. The only reason I get booed as soon as I walk through the curtain and my music hits as a heel is because in that town, I'm from legitimately a tribal town and I wear my home colors. 
So like instantly, instantly. Plus, most well, Dave, I want to tell you that the greatest compliment that anybody ever paid was paid to you by uh, our friend Vinny the Fixer. He said, Dave, because I asked him a specific question about you. And you can go back and watch the episode. I said, someone like Dave Dahl, who comes off as, because I know Dave, uh, but Dave comes across as cocky and arrogant, and the people love to hate him, and he's a heat magnet, and he's really good at what he does. And Vinny said... Dave is Dave from the minute he walks in with his bag to the minute he hits the ring. And that, my friend, is a great, great compliment. You're laughing, but it's the truth, isn't it? I laugh because my bag is custom, so you can't miss me walking in. It has my logo and stuff on it. So, like, yeah. <laughs> as soon as I get to the building, I have no choice but to be in character. But to transfix that, like, I am a heel and people hate me. Yeah. I still make money at the merch table. Because yes, I know how to do it absolutely. Like some heels are like, no, get out of here! I ain't signing that. I'll still sign stuff. But I'll still I'll bust your balls while I'm doing it. Yeah, and like, like you just have to turn it down sometimes and turn it up. And like, I don't well, know, you like, know, you that's a me. great segue. That's a really great segue because Jen, I want your opinion on this. In fact, you too, Amanda, Dave. We recently saw. Different than yours, so I'm just pointing in any direction. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm wondering what the fuck you were doing. <laughs> um, we recently saw uh, MJF in a press conference where he flipped off a little kid. Now, MJF is a heel, and he plays, you know, and, and I asked a question that was answered by. Um, one of Amanda's heroes, Baby Doll, recently, uh, about kayfabe. You know, a guy like MJF, who is kayfabe 24-7, he's MJF 24-7. Yeah. You know, uh, I think this kid is, is amazing. He's an amazing worker. He's got an, a better mouth than, than working skills, as far as I'm concerned. And he knows how to play the heel. Is it appropriate to be in character to that level where you flip off a little kid? Does that get you the heat you want or does that get you unwarranted heat? It can get you the heat, but it's a lot of times in that situation it's going to give you that unwanted heat because, again, you're flipping off a child. But... To the point, you also have to remember he's on TV every week, so he has to maintain that character. That Where is true. I'm not on TV, so I can go off and work a day job and do whatever and be different being wherever else. But I'll share a story with you. I'll share a story with you that Vinny the Fixer told on the show. Um, he said the greatest pop he ever got was when he made a little kid cry. And the kid's father came up to him in intermission and said, hey, man, you made my kid cry. And Vinny was starting to apologize to him. And the guy said, no, no, you don't understand. That's the best thing we've seen all week. <laughs> <laughs> the fan chair for me, took the chair for me because I took it from a little kid. That's why. Like, 
little kid to the perfect target. There's a kid that usually comes to dog events who has Down syndrome. And I've known him to the little yeah. kid. And obviously, I'm a heel dog. So he's my mark every time. He's so sure. good. Even though he knows me personally, yeah. he still wants to kill me. And then after the show, I just go and give him a hug and everything's good. So yeah. like, like, you got to know the audience when you're doing it. If you attack somebody that maybe, and you say something that happens to them, like, um, we did a Rowan, special Rowan event that was closed off. I wouldn't really be there. Yeah. And I called a kid that weird out, which this mm -hmm. day and age be a lot of trouble. You know? Yeah. The kid later that, that night or the next day tweeted out that that was the greatest compliment he ever got. So as a heel, I insulted him and then was complimented at the same time for insulting him. Absolutely. And that's, that's a skill. And I want people to know that's a skill. Uh, and that's very deliberate and it's not something that's accidental. Amanda, your opinion on this kind of heat. I mean, like for MJF, for example, I don't. Hmm. Oh. I, thought it was, I thought it was funny personally, but okay, you know, everyone, everyone else, you know, was like, "Oh my god, how can he do that?" You know, um, it now if he were to let the parent know ahead of time, "Hey, I'm going to do this to your kid. Is that okay?" It would have been a little bit more all right, I guess. Now, if he were to call him, like, dumb or a little bit something more light, people wouldn't have went off as bad, I don't, I don't think. Because now is a well, different time, I guess. You know what I mean? My my thought on it is I loved it. I'm going to tell you why. Yeah, I did too. Because it reminded me of old school heat that I grew up watching Back in the early 60s and the mid 60s, and remember, I'm a, you know, quite a bit older than you guys. And, and I remember, I'll get you, doll. <laughs> uh, um, see what, this, and not mine. You see what happens, Jen, when you're working with Dave. <laughs> but, but you didn't hear my. Oh, either, I remember Bob. where I was going with. I remember where I was going with this. We, there was a guy back in the day. And strangely enough, he wasn't a wrestler. He was a manager. His name was Ernie Roth, and we called him the Grand Wizard. Oh, he was the shit. Grand Wizard of Wrestling. About. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about? Yes. He was. He was healed 24 7. Yeah, he was. When he had them glasses and that hat on, he was a heel. And he was very rarely without them. Because he knew that his face was so recognizable that invariably there was going to be a father with his kid who would recognize him and he'd have to play that Grand Wizard character. But that was a time when, when characters were real and you believed what you saw on television. Now it's all a work and everybody thinks it's still real. Except now we're killing each other. For real. Um, so now, Amanda, again, this is all about you, and so you're here, um, you started off wanting to get into the business, you probably, and as you told me yesterday, you didn't really want to be a, a valet or manager, you just kind of got 
you know, roped into it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a big difference, and, and I'm going to let Jen handle this, but there's a big difference between working valet and manager, which Jen actually started, oh. uh, and taking bumps, which Jen has actually done. So, how do you think you'll transition as a valet manager into work? And what kind of uh, what kind of work are you doing now? Are you still valet? Are you managing? Are you doing a combination of both? Um, every now and then, I'm still valeting, but as of right now, um, I have been working. I don't know if you call it just like behind the scenes, I guess. Um, uh, I will go like to WrestleCade. Well, I was gonna go to WrestleCon, but that got shut down. Um, and Heroes and Legends and a few stuff like that, and sponsor a few people, and do little things like that. I'm becoming more interested in that kind of stuff. Right. Um, I guess you call that, you know, promotion work, little things like that. I've picked up a huge interest in that. So I'm kind of wondering if that's what I want to do. Well, so you're, that's just good though. So you're in between deciding whether to continue that that course of action or whether you want to work uh, in ring. Mm-hmm. So you uh, working in ring, is that something that you still have a desire to do? Somewhat, yes. I'll, you know, I know either the manager or valet or, um, you know, like I said, they're promoting part, you know, either way it's, Staying somewhat involved is, I know I want to do. Well, I will tell you that being a promoter and having done it for 26 years is an arduous job. It's a thankless job and you never sleep. Oh, Jen knows a little bit about that. Yep. I'm going through that myself. Yep. Um, It's it's far more lucrative uh, to be in the ring in front of people who either love you or hate you. Because if you're in the promotion, there's no guessing. They all hate you. Okay? Yep. So, you're still working as a valet then. So, what is the primary difference between working as valet and working as manager to you? To me, there isn't really that much of one. I don't think. Go ahead, Dave. Chime in. Yeah, I I asked you that because I know two people here that are going to disagree with you. Uh So a valet typically, and Jen may say I'm wrong with this, but a valet usually is just a pretty face or a pretty body or somebody that's going to go out there, take your jacket, do this stuff. Where a manager... (laughs) It's like pamper you, change your diapers, all that fun stuff. Where a manager actually gets involved. And distracts the rat, grabs you a weapon, goes over to your opponent and talks trash when they're down the outside. Half the time, valets walk out with you, and then they walk back. Now that's that's walk exactly you, true. They stay with you, and then when the match is over, then they go back. So there's definitely two different. And one thing from something a little bit earlier, if you're having trouble deciding between being a promoter or being a wrestler, you have to have your whole heart in which you do. This is going to take a lot of toll on a lot of things. Okay, for one, your body. 
your mind's going to go through a toll because you're going to have to leave your family for days at a time when you're on road trips. You're going to have to leave them for hours on a Saturday doing the shows uh, to get the training, to go to do student shows where there's like five fans in the crowd. Um, you have to have your whole heart in it or really have that desire and passion for it or you're just going to fade away because you're just going to kill yourself. Like, I don't want to say kill yourself. You're going to you're going to destroy your mindset and yourself. No, Dave, I'm going to interrupt you for a minute because I think that that you said it exactly right. Fade away is exactly how I would put it. You will right. become a, a another victim of the wrestling bubble and you will simply just disappear. You'll just become like one of the people in the crowd. That's it. Yeah, I mean, how, Jen, how how many times have we seen that happen? A lot, unfortunately, and um, it, for me, I mean, I've been in the business for a little, almost 14 years, it'll be 14 years in September, and right. I, like I said, I first started out as my, as a valet coming out, then I became yeah. a manager, because, and Angela actually met me when I started coming, when I became into the business, Yeah. and a manager, when you do come out with you know, with the guy that you're managing, whether you're a baby face or you're a heel, I've done both. Or I, girl. I, or girl. Or girl. Okay. Or well, girl. Correct here. Excuse <laughs> me, Dave. I swear to God, I'm a whoopy ass. What are you saying? You see, Amanda, I want you to what he's doing here. He's teaching you something, whether you know it or not. He's teaching you how to be a heel. I see that. Learn, another, kid, learn. Yeah, another thing, you know, um, is a, a manager, unfortunately, will not get paid like a wrestler will. Um, you'll get paid maybe $5, $10, if that. But don't yeah. get discouraged. If you go and you train every day or however many times a day of the week that they have you go in and training, do it. Do your bumps. Do, your, do everything they tell you to do because that's the only way you're going to learn. And if you fuck yourself up doing it, guess what? You'll learn the hard way. Okay, that's something I don't do the next time. Or if you mm-hmm. keep doing it and you keep doing it. Because a lot of people don't realize it's 90% mental, 10% physical. And if yep. you don't, if you overthink something and uh, overthink a move and you hurt, say if you and I were in the ring and you, and you actually did hurt me, I'm going to give you a receipt because yep. I'm going to show you, uh-uh, that's not cool. Because if you cannot do a move, don't fucking do it. Because you can hurt your opponent. Believe it or not, you can actually hurt your opponent. And I had yourself, too. Oh, yeah. yeah, I had somebody dislocate my shoulder because he did a move wrong to me. And I'm like, I was not trained to do it like a pussy. I was trained to do it like a guy. Because mainly who I trained with was mostly guys. There was one other girl in our group, but then she got a little weird during training. So they're like, no. You got to go. Yeah. So um, you just got to remember, listen, don't, it, especially you being greener than the grass on the ground, don't say, don't say nothing. Soak it up like a sponge. Listen mm-hmm. to what you're told. Do as you're supposed to do. If you're having an issue, take your trainer to the side and say, I can't do this because I'm getting, as they say, camera shy. Because yep. some, some men and women, do get shy around a group of people. Dave, you got to back me up on this. You got you got to re- remember how certain people can act certain ways 
when they're by themselves with somebody, but then when they're in a crowd, they're totally different. Absolutely. Um, I know for me, like one of the biggest things where I was training, one of the trainers was a tall guy, heavy set guy, and he wanted us to do spine busters. Now with him, a spine buster is a high bump. I'm afraid of height. I can climb up anything. And I can jump off the top turn with no problem. But I'm afraid of height. But I'm a moron, I can do it anyway. So, <laughs> so basically, I was like, I can't do this. I, I can't take this spine bus from an adventure. I just turned around, faced the ropes, and I just said, oh, well, fuck it. Let's go. And just hit the ropes that came out of me and spine bus me. And then I took like three more after that. Like, once you do it, you do it. Yeah. But, He's saying you have to be comfortable in doing something. Because we used to do uh, a drill where everybody, all the, everybody would circle up, the guy would be in the middle. Something called man in the middle. Excuse me, real quick, guys. I got to go do something real quick. Good. So the guy in the middle would be in the middle. And as the other guy from the outside circle comes running in, he's yelling a move for you to do. Yeah. Now, if you weren't paying attention to what your teachers taught you and you did this move wrong because you didn't hear a rumor, you just, it wrong, you could really screw them up. Um, yeah. I remember doing, they wanted me to see if I could do an up and over, come down and go right into a backward roll. Well, I thought I'd be fun and clever. Do it, don't touch my feet before going into the backward roll and just land and go into it, smash my head against the ring. Probably gave myself a man show off. <laughs> This is your opportunity, Amanda, to ask Dave anything you want. Um, How long have you been wrestling again? So I started amateurly wrestling, which is a great background to have when I was right. about eight years old. Uh, I did that up until I was about 19. So I did one year of college. Then I came home from the college I was at. Couldn't fit their college schedule into what I was doing for work, school, and found a wrestling school that was two days a week. And I started right uh, the February before I turned 21. So I turned 21 in August 2011. In February 2011, I started training. I didn't have my first legitimate match on a show until July 2012. And then from there, uh, it started rolling. I, mean, I didn't really take it too, too seriously. Um, in 2012, or 13, or 15, or 15. 16 got a little bit more serious. 17, not so much. 18, my daughter was born, and I've been on a hot streak ever since. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it just takes a while for that fire, like, and it might be a life event with a child. It might be something where finally you're just like, you know what, I could really make a go with it. Uh, you just got to think to yourself. Like I said, you have to be in a whole part of it. I love wrestling. I started watching when I was three years old. And I love the pageantry. I love everything about it. I love the giving back aspect. I love the fact that it's physical. I had anger issues as a child. I mean, football definitely ever for me. I need people anymore. And you want to be able to you know, use that channel. Now I do professional wrestling, even though we do things in a safe way. I use air quotations. And, uh, I make sure, like, I, I put the same aggression as if I was really fighting, or if I'm mad, like, I wish we could wrestle right now. Like, with this whole thing with my grandfather, my poppy at their home, I really could use a ring right now. Like, that's my out. And 
Yeah. I don't have the stupid Corona thing. You know, maybe they should give us Lyme disease to go with it. But so you just you just gotta really be in it wholeheartedly. It took me a while to find it. But my whole heart's in this. Obviously my whole heart. Mm-hmm. Now, Amanda, is this something that you're you're prepared to dedicate yourself to? You know, for a while, I wasn't sure, you know, keep going back and forth, and then, you know, I was just like, well, let, let's really... explore that. Let's explore that. What are the things? What? What? Explain to me the argument that you have with yourself that that makes you go back and forth with this. Well, I know, I know for sure, or I, let's see, my best judgment is that I should not actually wrestle because, you know, I do have epilepsy, so that shouldn't be in the equation. Don't so, say that, don't say that because there's a, there's a reason why I say that. Look at some of the guys and women who have gone through wrestling. Look at Zach Gowan. He had one leg. Yep. One leg. And he still kicked ass in, the, in wrestling. Yeah, literally. Epilepsy is the thing with the flashing light, right? Yeah, like, it's in your brain. Yeah. yeah. So, easy fix. Ignore <clears throat> your matches. You talk to production if it's a big stage where there's flashing light. You talk to the camera people that maybe take a photographs on the outside and you just tell them like, hey, I need you to turn your flashes off for my match. Hey, I need you to make sure the lights are not flashing when I'm, I'm out there. Right there, you're taking precautions to protect yourself and protect your opponent. And if they're asking you why, I'm like, hey, I have epilepsy. Be up front with everybody. Like, mm-hmm. I want to let you in on something. I had epilepsy till I was 26. Your age right now. And it just went away. At 26, it just stopped. Mm -hmm. There is a cutoff point where you will, to use the term, grow out of it. Because it does go away. I hope so. There are triggers that you need to avoid, though. (laughs) I'm trying to help. (laughs) He's being a dick. <laughs> He's being himself. But, yeah, there are, there are triggers that you can avoid. Dave uh, gave you a couple of real good examples. Lighting, um, you know, entrance ring flashers, that sort of thing. But that shouldn't deter you or stop you from wanting to get into the ring. You owe it at least to yourself to try. And if you take a few bumps and say, uh, my body doesn't want to do this, then you go back to managing or valet or you work in the, in the promotion department. And that's all well and good. That's all part of a wrestling show. Uh-huh. Angela, you're forgetting, though, even as a manager or valet, you have to learn how to bump. You have to be able to bump. Because if I'm calling a match round and a few that you Oh, absolutely. Manager, I agree with you. Sure. No, and- as a valet, you do not. As a manager, you do. As a manager, you do. Because a manager is much more integral to the to the in-ring than a, a valet is. But valet should learn how to bump, too. In the off-case, there's an attack on the ramp, and they get hit as well. Or well, this, this like is that. true. That's Everybody what they call the basics. How to bump. 
Well, let me point out a, a, a classic case of a valet that was a hell of a bumper. And she's been a guest a couple times on this show. Nicola Roberts, baby doll. Mm -hmm. But, of course, Nicola is a big girl. No relation, by the way. No relation. You know what? <laughs> smack him. I swear, Jen, I'm going to reach through this computer and smack him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tape it. And I'm gonna say, "World Star." <laughs> oh my God! You see, Amanda, what I have to put up with? I'm sorry. You see what I got to deal with? Every time he's on the show. <laughs> Wait, this is the first time, technically, because the footage from the other time is lost. Oh yeah, you, let me tell you what happened. We we lost Dave's first appearance with us. It crashed on Microsoft. Oops. Yeah. Yup. Not me. What's my fault? That's the Microsoft. And a little bit. Bill Gates for that, brother. That wasn't. That was all. That was all Microsoft. So um, Amanda, I have a question for Amanda. Go for it, Jen. Sure. Is it? Are you um, afraid? Are you afraid to bump? Is that why you are reluctant to get in the ring? No, that's not it at all. Okay. It's, you know, my doctors always told me, you know, and I know doctors aren't always right, you know, but they always told me to, you know, watch your head injuries because my mom, she has epilepsy too, so is my aunt, and they've had plenty of head injuries, and so that's made it ten times worse for them. Yeah, so I'm worse. afraid of. I will tell you. Happen. That any trainer worth their salt is going to protect you. It's going to show you the techniques for ducking your chin. For taking a bump. A good back bump. You should never. Your head should never touch the canvas. Mm -hmm. Ever. Your back should absorb all of it. It means your back can absorb all of it. Go ahead, Angela, part of your back. What's that, Dave? What part of your back, Angela? Um, if Al Snow taught me right, and I believe he did, it is... I have to turn the camera now. It is... No one wants to see your back. Here. Your upper back. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you old-timers might do it different. The, uh, um, us old-timers... Let me tell you something. Us old-timers can still kick your ass, brother. Yeah, Dave. Al Snow could. That. Uh, that wasn't towards you, Jay. Yes. Honey, I just turned 47, so I'm an old head, too, so you can kiss my lily white butt. Your your body is like a built-in shock absorber. You can you can absorb a lot of impact not your head. Not, and, and feel relatively nothing. You have kids, if Amanda? If you do it right. No. Okay, if well, you then you wouldn't right. know that, so. <laughs> if you don't do it right, you're going to feel all kinds of pain. Yeah, I've heard horror you know? stories about that. But, um, so you, uh, let me ask you a question about working. Your let's go back to your first show. Do you remember if you were working valet that night or manager? Manager. You were working manager. Okay. And during the course of that match, did you get involved in any way, shape, or form? 
Yes, I had to uh, grab her opponent's foot a few times and get up on the apron, the ropes, and strike the ref and all that crap. Okay, but, and during know. that time, did you have any fear of doing that? No. Okay, then why should you have any fear to bump? I, I don't really know. You just For answered. Some reason, your, this is different. I don't know. You why. just answered your own question. You, yeah. you shouldn't. You mm. shouldn't. There's no. You shouldn't. Go ahead, Dave. I have a question. How are they teaching you how to bump? I haven't been. All I've done is valet a few times. That's it. Okay. So you, have you looked into a, a wrestling school there? Uh, there's a few. There's, you know, of course, OEW, and then there's a school in uh, Franklin, Kentucky. And there's, of course, um, Kane and um, Kane School. In yeah, Kane and Tom Pritchard. I know, mm -hmm. I know, I know I Kane that. very well. I know Dr. Tom very well. Mm -hmm. And I know Al Snow very well at OVW. Mm hmm. And there's a few others that I've seen. Probably. And I know Kenny Boland very well. Yeah. Okay. Holy so, fucking shit. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. Sorry. No, you can drop the F-bomb. This is an F-bomb zone. This no, is no, somebody just showed me um, a, a, new, um, a new shirt design for myself. Oh. Another Raven ripoff? No. Go Teen Titans go. No, you prick. <laughs> <laughs> so, where I was going, if, yes, they're Dave. Not, if they're teaching you how to, well, you're not learning how to bump, and you're not actually going to a school yet, right? Is that what right. Okay, so first, find yourself a school with a reputable trainer or somebody that's been around for a while. Learn well, how to bump. Schools you said are good. Good areas for trainers. You should you should not be managing or valeting unless you're in a school. No offense, mm -hmm. I try and burst your bubble, not be dickhead me. I'm just being real. The thing is, is if I'm down in Kentucky and you are my opponent's manager and you grab my foot because that's what you think you're supposed to do, and for some reason I break a toe, I'm throwing a chair at you. Like, That's why I said, remember the receipt? Exactly. Yep. Like, you. The you, receipt, by the way, is a time honored tradition. I probably. No, it is. I was going to say, Angela. There's a I, long history of receipts, Jen. <laughs> fuck you and your long history of receipts. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm saying is, like, also, if you're a manager and you're supposed to get up on the apron and I'm supposed to punch it down. And then the heels was capitalized. Then, like, if I punch you and you fall crappily or just kind of go, oh, I'm scared to fall on the apron, <laughs> like, all scared and whatnot, like, you're going to make me look like shit. It's the same thing, like, when I'm a heel and I throw punches, even as a face, I don't like slap. I hate it. Yeah, I hate it. That I'll, drives like, me crazy. I'll leg slap one time in a match, and that's when I throw a super kick after a German suplex. But when I'm punching, I rely on where I'm aiming and my face to, you know, sell it. So if I punch you and you fall all crappily or you don't give it like you just got punched in a bar fight, 
I'm going to get in that locker room. I'm going to be heated. But then you're going to tell me you're not in a school and I'm going to go to the throw. Like, why the fuck is she on the show? You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Oh, to you. Yeah. Like, you know what, Dave? That's, that, that, that's, I'm glad you brought that up. Because I went to a show and about third match in. And this is what the match sounded like. So like crickets. It, it sounded like every other second there was a leg slap. The whole match was. It was one so slap. Somebody, after, somebody was having boring sex. Gotcha. Yeah, pretty Eight. much. Why do you keep doing that? Doing what? Deal with it, Dave. And I'll tell you, and, and I'll tell you what show it was. It was October of 2019 at Dog Pro Wrestling. Oh. Yeah. I don't know who two, the, the two guys were, um, but it was one leg slap after another for eight minutes. Um, I bet you I could tell you who they were if you described them. Go ahead. Well, you have to describe them. I want, I, I will, I'll tell you who one was. Well, I'll, 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 go, I'll go ahead and name him. Ray Jazz was one of them. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yep, well, I mean, Ray Jazz was one. And I don't remember the other fella. Um, uh, I'm... He's a, he was a black guy. I don't remember his name. Why is it gonna uh, be black for? He came out and looked like a. <laughs> My a, girl. A, it, he came out and it looked like a a pimp outfit, something he bought at a costume store. So what are you saying? Every black person's a pimp, right? No, but it looked like a, a, a you know it looked like a pimp outfit. Did he have gloves on? Yes. Big Daddy. Oh, Big Daddy. Is that okay? No, well, he big. was he was the big daddy of leg slaps that night, brother. I'm going to tell you for sure. In my defense of Ray Jazz, all right, because he is a newcomer and he's actually very talented. And I I'm he sure got, he is. He's a great amateur wrestler as well. And he actually still amateur wrestling college and coaching kids. Um, he is trained in the new the new era, where the people that are training now are the people yeah. that are leg slapping all the time. Yeah, I I was trained with guys like Tim Callahan, Joe Gacy, RV1, uh, Johnny Calzone, yeah, uh, Jay Hyde a little bit, Jimmy Rave now. Uh, so I have a bunch, but like those guys, all those guys. You know or, what, Dave? I've never I've never asked you, Dave. Where did you get your formal wrestling training from? Force One Pro Wrestling. Okay, Force One. Okay. I've heard yeah. of down the tent. It's yeah, and Force One is uh, is Johnny Calzone. Uh, not anymore. Oh uh, well, yeah, yeah, it was. It was Johnny Calzone. Well, there's there's two surviving people, or technically three, out of uh, Force One. There's me, Jimmy Chando Lion. Right. Yeah, I know Jimmy. And Josh Adams slash Violence, whatever you want to call. It. <laughs> Was yeah. it wasn't um wasn't uh, Sammy part of that too at one point? Callahan? Yeah. 
I said his name. Wait a listen. Oh. Yeah. You know what? You better <laughs> stop. I swear to God. You're coming to one of my shows. I booked you. I'll whoop your ass before you even have your rent your match. We should point out he's talking about Sammy Callahan from Impact Wrestling. Yes. Just so everybody knows. Yeah. Now, sure. Amanda, I noticed that a couple of your wrestling heroes, most of which are women, uh, are uh, Tessa Blanchard, of course, mm-hmm. Baby Doll, um, Samantha Starr, who's been on the show, uh, of course, Baby Doll's daughter, uh, Michaela, uh, Michaela Smith. Um, what do they inspire in you? Well, um, most, to me anyway, are setting goals or just trailblazers in their own way. Um, you know, Michaela is trying to make her own way. Um, she obviously has went to college, um, for multiple things and doing wrestling at the same time, which is pretty impressive in its own to me. Um, Tessa, she has her own little backstory and she's, you know, of course, wrestling men and women has been done for years and years, but she's mm-hmm. breaking records and all that stuff now in ways that we never would have dreamed. Um, to me, anyway. I don't know what anybody else thinks. Um, baby at all. You know, she's been around forever. And, you know, she's... Are you calling her old? No. Shut up. <laughs> 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 Trying to get me in trouble. And, you know, yeah, baby, got, baby doll could be listening to this or watching it. And, oh, yeah. I know. I will tell everyone. I will tell everyone for the record. I spoke to Nicola today, and I asked her if she wanted to do a run-in tonight, Uh-oh. and she said maybe she will. Oh. <laughs> so if if uh, and I know she's listening, and I know she's watching. In fact, Uh-oh. I just got an, oh, look at this. And speak of the devil, guess who just inboxed me? Uh-oh. Al Snow. Uh-oh. <laughs> Put him up, Al. Put him up. We know Al is watching. Um, Take the challenge. But I told, I told Baby Sorry. Doll that you were going to be on, and I, uh, I sent her the picture. That uh, that you and she took together, so she'll know who you are. Yeah. Um, so she can put a name and a face together. So she may, before this conversation is over, she may chime in. You ruined the surprise. Why wouldn't you just let her come in? You just ruined the run-in. Whoa! You gave away the booking. Why would you? You you'd never give away the booking. Well, not necessarily give it away. Yes, you did. You did. You just left the run sheet at the building after the show. Primal mistake of a promoter. How dare you? <laughs> you never leave the run sheet. Okay, so now, Amanda, now that you know that Baby Doll may chime in here, um, and that I, I ruined the surprise. Everyone's so, mad at you here's, uh, here Here's the deal. I told you I was going to put you on the spot tonight. Uh-oh. I'm going to give you a chance to be the heel that you want to be. 
Uh-oh. Okay. I'm going to give you four bullet points. And you're going to cut a promo on Dave Dahl. Okay? Wait, wait, wait. We're going to give her a bullet point? I'm going to give her four bullet points, and that's it. No, no, wait, wait. Let's see what she does coming off the cuff first. Then give her a bullet point. <laughs> I agree with Dave. I agree. There's a drill I do when uh, some people have brought me in to like help with their schools and train. Like I don't do it often because I'm nobody to be training people. But I do what we call I call wrestling improv, where I will have two guys in the ring and I will give them each a random ass gimmick and tell them to do a match without calling. Like they don't get to call it. They just have to take. I'll tell somebody they're Barney and tell somebody they're a flamingo dancer. They have to do it. So this is along the same line. So let her cut the promo without the bulletin board. Okay. Thank you for the bulletin board. Fair Let's enough. She may not need them. Okay, exactly. Amanda. Four, three, two, go. Well, you know, tonight, I didn't expect to be on a okay. show with a knockoff Kevin Owens. But here I am, Angelo, you know, I don't know why I'm wasting my time with this wannabe pro wrestler trying to sell his merch for his poor ass family. Oh, look at me. I got to feed my family. I ain't got no money because it's coronavirus. What do I do? <laughs> Shut the fuck up, man. Nobody wants to buy your shit. I'm tired of your fucking mouth. But oh, it has shit. been nice to meet you. It really has. So thanks for sharing my spotlight tonight. Oh Dave my Dahl. god. That oh. was I'm about to go in. I'm <laughs> Now she didn't need no Man. points. <laughs> that was great. That was fun. <laughs> Don't ever knock my family again. I'm oh. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm not that. No. First, though, that was good. But you need to get a rhythm, and you need to look into the camera. Right. You yeah. were obviously were thinking way too much because you're. I mean, I sway, but that's just because I naturally sway. Like I can't stand still. That's what but, happens when people wobbles. They sway. Oh, don't forget too. She's sitting on a couch. Yeah. I was trying to think. I was like moving. I was like, I can't. But then, uh, also, don't curse. Yeah, that's another thing you gotta watch if, because a lot of shows you do are, are family. Are, yeah, and are child friendly. WWE, they're not going to hear you saying F this, F that, F this. So, like, if I were to cut a promo on, say, Amanda, I'd be like, hey, Amanda, so you sound like you live in a trailer park and you talk like one, too, because you're obviously cussing every other word. And you want to knock me for being Kevin Owens. That's okay. You know, because I have more talent in my pinky than you'll ever have. And I'm actually in the ring where you're just standing on the outside trying to look pretty, but you ain't doing a very good job of it. So why don't you take your little ass to the back, learn how to bump, and then step into my world. So bye-bye, honey. Nice meeting you. Cool. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't even move. Except for hand gestures. So, like, once you get into that flow, you kind of just go, 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 go. Right. Yeah. But 
You know what? I'll tell you something, uh, and I'll get to you in just a second, Jen. But I got to tell you what I liked about that. The fact that, and you're right, Dave, she does need a rhythm. But what I liked about it was that she just kind of, with that, that southern drawl, just kind of slid into the Kevin Owens line. I, I like that. She just kind of like eased into it. What's funny though, and, is and she, it took me by surprise because I didn't expect it. Neither did I. What's that funny is, is I did that video game tournament. People have been uh, comparing me to Kevin, which is, that's why when she said it, I was like, "Oh, you son of a bitch!" Uh, <laughs> like, did you just turn something I've been getting complimented into into a negative? I'm like, "Oh, that's not cool." But no, it, she's good. Don't get me wrong. I don't think Angelo's inside a promo to save his life, though. No, I'm pitch. not a promo guy. I'll tell well, you straight up, I'm not a promo a guy. Podcast. How are you not a pro promo guy? You have a podcast. You need a yeah, promo but, to promote the podcast. Yeah, but I can, I can talk, but I'm not a promo talker. You know, you give me bullet points and I can cut you a commercial. But so I, I can't. I can't so take those like same. Like but it's Martin. funny though. No, it's, it's, I'm glad that you brought this up because I can take bullet points and cut a, a commercial, but I can't take those same bullet points and direct it at an individual. I can't. I just can't. I don't have that gift. I, I kind of want to see Angelo cut a promo now. I think we. I think we've gone into the promo school of the uh, interview here. I'm going to take promo lessons from Amanda. <laughs> Go ahead, Jen. Okay, there was one show that I did. Um, I was actually managing my ex-husband, um, and we were in Federica, Delaware. You're four. Excuse you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. We're not talking about your shoe size, little pitsqueak. Shut up. <laughs> anyway, as I was saying, um, we were at a fire hall in Federica, Delaware, and my ex-husband was going up against Eric Chapel. May the goddess find him peace. Um, he was a very good friend of, um, I'm sure you knew him, Dave. Who's Eric? Eric Chapel. Actually, I did not. He was a very, he was a very good guy. Um, he he had his demons. But um, we were at a show, uh, and um, my ex-husband was going up against him. And, of course, I was doing the vampire gimmick. So I had the fangs and all that creepy shit. And we came out, and this, I would have to say this kid was maybe seven or eight years old, and he called me the C-word. Mm. I went, oh. And I'm trying to keep my mouth, I'm like, oh. <laughs> and I was like, not expecting that. I mean, I've heard you rancid bitch. I've heard all this other, oh, you vampire hussy, all this other stuff. But I'm like, oh. My mouth went, well, and I snapped right back, and it's like, nope, can't do this. And I made the comment. I turned around, and I was like, you're just mad because your mother sucks better than you do. And somebody goes, Jen, that was horrid. I was like, no, it wasn't. I was like, I wasn't being rude. I wasn't saying the F word. I'm just saying his mother was a better sucker than he was. Anyway, so exactly. the, the people that were there kicked him and his father out because his father was drunk off his butt and kept sitting there, you know, tell her, tell her, son, tell her. 
Well, the guy's like, oh, I'm going to kick your fucking ass. So he literally waited outside after the show. Now, I, we, I worked on the same show as the Briscoe Brothers. So we walked out of, we were walking out of the, the venue after we were done. And this guy goes, I told you I was going to kick your ass. And Jay goes, do you really want to go there, dude? She would fuck your ass up. And he goes, I'll beat your ass. I was like, air and opportunity, buddy. Air and opportunity. I play my heel. All the way till, till I'm in the car. And sometimes I even play a heel in the car, depending on my, my attitude. Right. Uh, um, but I straight up said, I did the rock. Bring it on. Air and opportunity, Absolutely. buddy. Air and opportunity. And yep. Jay goes, Jen, no. I was like, yeah, if he wants to come at me like a bitch, I'm going to hit him like a bitch. Absolutely. And it's all, look, it's all, it's all fair game. Amanda, I need you to sit up because I need to see you. Oh, my man. Yeah. Get in your high chair, young lady. It's not happening. I want everybody watching to see you. So, okay, so you're learning. You're, you're learning a lesson tonight, and uh, and hopefully you're being smartened up a little bit. Um, so, you have any questions for Jen? You got to ask Dave a couple things. So, uh, so now Jen is here. So, go for it. Um. Okay, so you went from well, valet to manager, correct? Manager, yep. And then are you wrestling now, or what are you doing I, now? I actually am, but I also um, have a company um, with my business partner and my best friend. Um, I am the booker for our promotion. Um, I have booked our first show, um, which is supposed to be for May 28th. But because of all this coronavirus bullshit, it might be held off. We'll see what happens. But um, Well, you know what, Jen? We'll go ahead and, and promote that show while you're talking about it. So if it does happen, it's already out there. So let's be the first ones to put it out there. Well, the name of our company um, is Hostel Wrestling Takeover, HWT. Um, our first show, actually, as a matter of fact, I have our poster. There you go. There's Gangrel. There's got, uh, Sorceress Morgan. You've got me. You've got Adriana Mosley. You've got uh, oh. Alexa Rose and Trigger. You got Ed House. You got okay. Dr. K and Slenderman. You got uh, Violence. Mm -hmm. You got. Uh, and Venice. I know them all. And you've got Ethan Essex that's on the group. That's just, you know, not to name everybody. But, um, you know, that one is called Alpha Warfare. What? What? What, Dave? What? You pissed because you ain't on that one? Stop bitching. I'm just saying you're missing one thing, and that's the star. I mean, the sponsored athlete over here. Yeah. You're losing okay. out. Keep talking. Keep talking because your mouth's running just as much as the depends that come off your ass. Keep it up. <laughs> I may just have to show up and call some hell like I always do. And guess what? Sorceress Morgan's going to make you wish you hadn't. Who's that? That would be me, bitch. Who? Mm, that's what I thought. <laughs> I thought didn't work for you. That's okay. That's okay. You'll know who I am soon enough. Amanda, this is how it's done. <laughs> I see that. So, but Two of the, the best. The, um, the show is it's called Alpha Warfare. It's... Um, fight against uh, domestic abuse. It's for a young woman who is dealing with some, you know, pretty messed up shit. 
and we're raising money to get her out of her situation. Um, so, you know, it's something that's not widely talked about, um, but we wanted to get it out there and, and get her in a safer position where she is than where she is now. So. All right. But I, I understand the promoting part, like, like he said, it is a very tiresome, very unrewarding thing. But you are part of the show, whether you believe it or not, because as a booker, you have to book the talent that's going to get that crowd up and off their asses. Yep. Okay. And that's what I was telling you, Amanda. You know, whether you valet or manage or, uh, or compete in the ring or work behind the scenes in the promotion... You're still a part of the show. Yeah. Yes, David. Uh, I think Jen forgets that I used to go to the crossroads when uh, her business partner was the owner. And yeah, the- my business partner used to own Crossroad Wrestling with his brother. Hmm. Oh, okay. I-, I guess we're not putting their names out there, so I'm glad it. But well, that's Well, Dave used to also book for, for, for um, Dan. Um, Every once in a while. It was between you and uh, Bob, correct? Uh, well, it was me until I stepped down and then Bob took over. Yeah. So. It's a pain in the ass. It is, but you know what? It really is. When you do what you love doing and you do it and, and you see the people enjoying themselves, that's what makes it worry. Shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, I, I did it for 26 years, I'll tell you what. And, you know, it's a. It's a thankless job. We all we all know that. It's a thankless job. Right. It's a tireless job. You're dealing with uh, sometimes, you know, huge egos. Sometimes uh, yeah, you're dealing with the far right. <laughs> I'm gonna kick Jada in the nuts, by the way. Why are you getting kicked in the nuts? I'm kicking Jada in the nuts because he's blaming me for the thing on the tires. Has anybody seen his post where he took the flyer and circled my face and put his fault? Because he's blaming me because he put me on the flyer for once. In the Amanda, do you see how this conversation gets derailed so, so quickly? It's like shiny <laughs> object and they're gone. Mm-hmm. He just posted on Facebook again that if it's Corona like was first, well. me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, like I said, you know, Promoting is a thankless job. It's tireless, and you deal with egos, and you deal with people who don't know what they're doing very often, or people who think they know what they're doing. You know, and then then you have the the proverbial, you know, the proverbial green guys who think they know everything, and you can't teach them anything. You know, and that's no, why WWE, this WWE Y two K or whatever the fuck gains everything they know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they learn from video games, Jen. But, uh, you know, so one of the things that we want to tell people... Oh, by the way, speaking of of breaking in, in two weeks, Danny Cage from the Monster Factory will be here. And we're dedicating an entire show to wrestling training with the premier wrestling school in the country, the Monster Factory, that started it all. Oh, yeah. look at the Dave's oh, baby. Hi, and she looks just like her daddy. You want mommy? Hi. Hi, beautiful. 
Have a night. I'm ready. She's like, no. <laughs> she is gorgeous. Look at her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you got to figure who also started Monster Factory to get it to where, you know. Yeah, my friend, my late friend, Larry Sharp. I yeah. am very good friends with his stepdaughter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I knew, I knew Larry for over 30 years. Yeah, well, then you knew Megan, too, because Larry's... Uh, uh, Megan I, and, and, sure, Megan and Sue. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Sue. She, Megan lost, uh, I think it was Sue, and then she lost Larry right after that, not long after that. I know. I know. It was rough for this kid. <clears throat> yeah, but she's doing really good. She's doing good. her... You know, she's got her own company, and, and I'm very proud of her. You know? Good. Good for her. Got married, so I was very happy. I was like, I yes. haven't seen her, Jen, in, in, in quite a while. Um, it's been a while, so I'm glad to hear that she's doing well. Yeah, she you is. Know, we lost Larry a few years back, and uh, uh, Sue just before that. So it's been it's been rough. Larry was a really good guy, I, and, yeah. and Larry was misunderstood by a lot of people, but. If you knew Larry and you understood him, he was a great guy. I have returned. Here he is. The well, silence has been broken. I love Larry. Larry was awesome. Yeah, Larry was a good guy. He was always good to me. Good to my my family. My so, my father was his drinking buddy. He used to. Yeah, my father had two drinking buddies: Larry Sharp and Junkyard Dog. Oh. <laughs> That was my dad's drinking buddy, the junkyard dog. I'm not even shitting. He used to come in all the time. All the time. My father had a bar in Camden. And all the boys used to come over. It was great. It was great. I got drunk with the Samoans. He had a beer with Tito Santana and Andrew Anderson once. Andrew's a good guy. Yeah, well, I I first met them at a, at a Monster Mania in uh, Cherry Hill, New Jersey, and they had the booth right next to the booth that I was in, and I literally offered both of them a beer, and they're like, fuck yeah, and, and yeah. Tito goes, where's the lime? I was like, I'm sorry, I have none. He goes, that's not a beer. I was like, oh, Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know the Monster Mania people real well. Um, so, Amanda... Again, this is your show, so uh, questions for you. Anybody? Okay. Anybody on the panel? Me, oh, Dave, it. Jen? Uh, or is she asking us? She's going to ask you. Uh, probably not me. But... Oh, no. um, I want her to do promo with me. Now, remember, Amanda, no pressure. All your friends are watching. I know. <laughs> it's a scary thought. Wait, she has friends? She's got a no. few. No, not very many. Yeah, call their pound puppies. That's true. Um, but no, how I, do stop, you all stop, think... Stop, 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 Before you, before you... You know what? Dave, Jen, look at her, okay? I just, it just hit me. Uh-oh. I'm putting my promoter's hat like on. little Debbie. I'm putting my promoter's hat on. If I'm a promoter, you know what I'm doing with you? I'm taking your hair down. I'm putting it in pigtails. 
and your Pippi Longstocking. Uh, you know how much I get that? I get oh. that all the time. Terrible. Terrible. No, it's a great gimmick. Pippi Long, a heel Pippi Longstocking. What do you think, Jen? I think Love. it would work. I think it would work. Of course, Dave Dahl, the daredevil himself, is the dissenting vote here. So go ahead, Dave. Tell me why. It's too obvious. And that's why it would work. It's obvious. Nobody do would I, expect I, Do I obviously look like a douchebag? Look, yes. come on. And you actually want to be honest? <laughs> you don't. <laughs> And actually, it's, no, no, in seriousness, person. it's hard for me to call you a douchebag because I know you and I know that you're a nice guy. So for me to play the bad guy, it shocks everybody. Literally, I had a lady looking up that I serve food to where I work and she was like, you always seem so quiet. I'm like, uh, do you know me? You, like, yeah, you don't know him very well. <laughs> and then they see that side of me and they're like, that's a whole different person. So her. You say Pippi Longstock. Look, I see. The swerve would work. I uh, see the female version of Chucky. Okay. Oh, uh, shit. That okay, would be true, yeah. too. Let Absolutely. her go out there, be that psycho little crazy little redheaded, or even yeah. the psychic version of Pippi Longstocking, if you want to call her that. But I think take that whole thing out. Let her wear the overalls. Let her come out with like the plastic knife or whatever. Yeah. Let her have like the stitches drawn on her face. Let her be that female Chucky, and then they, you know, she's a little crazy. We call her Pippi Psych Stocking. Okay. It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard, Angela. Please don't talk. <laughs> <laughs> your your talking card has been revoked. <laughs> I think it works. I like the female Chucky. That works. Yeah, but Pippi Longstocking, no. I could see it because of her having the red hair. But in a way, she you could have her looking like Wendy from the actual Wendy's commercial. Yeah. But in a psychotic kind of way. Oh, yeah. She come out like with a half-eaten burger and shit like that. Yes, absolutely. With, like a, a burger with blood dripping from it. No burgers like are burger. Their burgers are what, Dave? No bro Wendy's burgers are frozen too, because you know what? You don't get meat in squares. Like, sorry, they don't just come in squares. You have to form them and so screw Wendy's for lying to us all the time. You little bastards. You need to go to hell <laughs> and stop eating Wendy's because your burgers should not be square. The only thing good you have is spicy nuggets in there. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, we just okay. we just lost Wendy's as a sponsor. <laughs> okay, because I have my sponsor. I don't need Wendy's for a sponsor. My house sports here is all I need. Oh, Jesus. Somebody called hey. Jim Cornette. Right. <laughs> so, Amanda, how how confident do you think you can do a um, a shoot on me? Probably not too good, honestly. Why? I don't feel that doubting yourself? Do what? Why? Because you're doubting yourself or because I'm a female just like you? I'm doubting myself, honestly. <laughs> Never doubt yourself. 
because mm-hmm. that's where you screw up. Doubting yourself and overthinking yeah. shit's going to get you where you, you don't want to be. That's mm-hmm. the danger, Jen. I'm glad you said it. Overthinking will get you in trouble. Mm-hmm. What is he doing? I don't know. It's his pillow buddy. <laughs> We've lost total control of this show. You realize that, right? <laughs> but oh what I want to ask God. you all is like, how much, as you all have been to business, how much has it changed for you all that you think? Oh, my God. Every one of you all. It changes every single freaking month. If somebody says it changes every year, bullshit. It changes every month. You got you got different companies going at each other because this person has a problem with this person, or you know, you're it. it you're an ass. Look at him. And this is why he's a fucking child. He's he's got toys to play with. He's well, he's playing with toys. I, 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 I see, Angela. You just opened it. No, I'm gonna be good. I'm gonna be good. I'm so I wasn't good gonna say it. anything either. And I, you, I'm a heel, and I'm about to say something stupid. I want to see that Dave dog come to the ring. So, so St. Patty's Day, right? Is my poppy's favorite day, and since he passed, I decided to still try to celebrate it, even though. And I wore a Care Bear outfit, which is a picture on Facebook. Yep. And everybody said I should wrestle in it. So if someone wants to pay for the singlet to be made of a Care Bear, maybe with a hood or something, I will wrestle as the Dare Bear. <laughs> I will wrestle Dare Bear Dave doll. And I'll I'm wear that. Costume, Wendy. Well, where did you get that costume? That, I love that, that costume, by the way. It's a great costume. Wendy's are awesome. They're so comfortable. Yes, they are. I have a few myself. I have the Grinch. Anywho, I'm, yeah. uh, uh, you know, female Chucky here needs to cut a promo on Jen. Now, um, Amanda, what does your ring gear consist of? Blue jean shorts or jeans itself and a Confederate top or a rock and roll cut up top and biker boots. Nah, it's been done. Yeah. It's been overdone. It's, oh, oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Now, see, nah, when, you no said the, when you said the short, the first thing that came to my head was, look at that girl with the Daisy Duke song. Look at that girl with the Daisy Duke song. <laughs> okay, we're going to do an experiment here, okay? We're going we're to make this a two-parter. This is part one. The next time you come back, okay. all right, you're going to be in gimmick. Okay. Okay? Jen's going to give you your gimmick. All right? I'm going to hook you and Jen up. Okay. She's going to give you a gimmick. And Dave is going to critique your gimmick. And if it can be approved upon, then Dave will do it. Wait. Go ahead. I, I don't have a gimmick. So why would I critique a gimmick if I don't have a gimmick? I'm just me. And, there, I'm you're, like, and you're, the per- you're the perfect person to critique it because you don't have one. You can be more objective. So can we just make her Barney so I can have fun? I like bunch of people pretend to be Barney. Barney, what's that dinosaur? I used to love Barney. You know, the funny thing is, is Barney was played by a female. Yeah. Yeah. 
He's like this all the time, by the way. I can Did, tell. Yeah. Amanda, he's Dr. like this David all the time. Ridlin, it doesn't work. This is not a put on. This is this is Dave Dahl all the time. Mm. <laughs> all right. Well, get, we're getting down to the uh, the end of the show, so let's do this. Amanda, plug your social media where people get a hold of you. How can they book you? Uh, I mostly am on Facebook. Just type in my name, Amanda Covington. Uh, you'll see my uh, all my info. Snapchat, Twitter, all that junk is on there. Uh, Snapchat is DD Rebel Red. Uh, let's see, Instagram is Amanda Joe thirteen twenty seven. Dave Dahl. I'm sorry, I'm being critical here. You gotta pitch it like you want them to follow you. You want them to buy your merch. You don't pitch it like, oh well, I'm here and uh, I look. Where's George? Where did he go, George? No, no, no. It's, hey, if you want to follow me on Instagram, you go to Dave underscore doll underscore 19 and you give me a follow. If you go on Twitter, you DD underscore Dave underscore doll underscore 19. And if you search Dave doll on Facebook, all you do is look for the double sign on the back of my jacket, and there you go. You can follow me on all three social medias. I'm active on all three. And I like to have fun. So follow me, have some fun, and uh, maybe I won't be a jackass someday. So there you go. Have a pitch, woman. And Jen, Jennifer Lopez, Sorceress Morgan. My Facebook will be Jennifer Lynn Lopez. Not the Jennifer Lynn Lopez. Trust me, I wish I was that Jennifer Lynn Lopez. You can also find me on Instagram under Lady underscore Morgan, Lady score, or underscore Lopez. You can also find me on Twitter as Sorceress Morgan. And if you really want to know some magic, come look me up. Oh, and for me, Psychic Medium Angelo, I am on Facebook at Psychic Medium Angelo, at Wrestling with the Future. On Twitter, we are at Wrestling Future and Psychic Medium Angelo. You can find us on YouTube, Wrestling with the Future. We are on every streaming platform across the country, including now Twitch TV, Daily Motion. Podbean, Podbay, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, and TuneIn Radio. We will soon be on SoundCloud and Mixer. So, there's no reason not to get a hold of us. Uh, if you have, what do you, copycat, listen to. <laughs> I swear I'm going to smack him. <laughs> um. Right now, my appearance at Icons of Wrestling is on hold, pending the outcome of this corona bullshit. So, um, those of you that were inquiring as to how they can see me at Icons of Wrestling, we are on hold right now. I know Dave was attending the same show. Uh, and so, Dave, have you heard anything from Rob? Uh, it, it's still on hold, right? As far as I know, yeah. Okay, so um, WrestleCon, I am on hold. Icons of Wrestling. What's that? My House what? What is it? Follow My House Sports Gear. Oh, My House Sports Gear. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Okay. Is that, Dave, is that uh, a, a product line? That is my sponsor. They make my Oh, your sponsor. Oh, okay. 
Speaking of sponsors, our sponsor, Al Forno Restaurant at 1535 Suffolk Road in Suffolk, Virginia. Thanks to my late co-host, Jeff the Ref Robinson, for Al Forno. I miss that guy so much. God, you don't even know. Um, this runs for you, Jeff. And um, so um, there's Dave. <laughs> Angelo is a dinosaur. God, thank you very much for that plug. I'm going to smack him, Jen. I really am. I'm going to reach through his computer and grab his scrawny little neck. So, on behalf of everybody at Wrestling with the Future, the, oh, before I go, I got a couple big announcements to make. Confirmed today for not one but two big shows with us. Flying Brian Pillman Jr. will be here for two live shows. We're going live with Brian. What the hell is um, that? Wrestling with the oh god! <laughs> oh, wrestling with the future. It's wrestling with the future. Whatever, David. Ain't my show. You know what? <laughs> oh. I have to deal track with them. We're off track here. Get yourself back on track, there, Andrew. I'm back. Because you let the back with the Zen, out. back with the Zen. Okay. Um, we've got Flying Brian for two two big shows. Just confirmed, Magnum TA will be here. We've got Magnum. I've got Mrs. Bruiser Brosie Barbara Goodish is going to be with us, and Mrs. Wahoo McDaniel, Karen McDaniel will be with us. And. Uh, and we have a special episode at the end of this month, the Chris Benoit murder revisited with a, a roundtable panel, and we will have a deep dive discussion into the new developments in the Chris Benoit murder case. For the doll, for Amanda Covington, for Jennifer Lynn Lopez, Sorceress Morgan, I'm Psychic Medium Angelo. Thanks for joining us. Happy wrestling, everybody. Bye-bye.